Camp Lejeune Justice is responsible for the content of this ad. Attention Marines, personnel of any branch of the armed forces, and their families stationed at Camp Lejeune and contractors who worked at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune for 30 days or longer between August 1953 and December of 1987? For 34 years, those on Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. Until now, the laws have prevented victims from getting justice, but passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow victims to seek compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. If you or a loved one got sick after exposure to contaminated drinking water at Camp Lejeune, you need the right legal team that has the experience, support staff, and resources to seek the maximum compensation for your injuries. Call now for a free consultation and case review. Call 800-832-9166. That's 800-832-9166. Again, that's 800-832-9166. One. is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to the most exciting, entertaining, and sometimes informative show on earth. That is me, Frederick Penny, your host, and my co-host, Todd Cunin, with our producer, Cal Hunter, at the helm. Missing Denise Dirks. Have a wonderful day off, Denise. You deserve it. Thankful for all that we do uh, here. Uh, Denise is thankful, that is, uh, for all that we do here. And I know she misses us quite a bit. Uh, if you want to call in, you can call in at 855-LAW-RADIO. We might be able to take your call, might not, uh, but you don't have to be on the air. You can just tell Cal what you think, especially when we have case or no case coming up. Um, if you want to follow us, just follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, uh, remember, we're talking about general topics of law. Look, seek counsel. Don't don't listen to us. Uh, we're not giving legal advice. Only listen to us around the dinner table when your in-laws are trying to brag about something. Or, you know, they are always like, hey, they say. The they say in-laws, right? Go ahead and just throw back, hey, on Radio Law Talk, Fred, Todd, Denise, or Cal says as follows. That's what you've got to do. So we're going to talk about Erica Jane's legal woes, Beverly Hills. Uh, that's the Beverly Hills uh, housewife. We're going to talk about Stan Lee. Uh, don't forget, Stan Lee is the guy from Marvel. He was the original founder of Marvel, and he, the, the, he created yeah. all the characters that that you see in all the Marvel action movies. What an absolute mess his estate! I mean, I'm not going to say mess. He actually didn't leave it a mess, but there was a lot. It turns messy, and you know when there's a lot of money involved, sometimes that happens. And we're going to talk about an absolute just travesty in this country that um, we really need to bring up That's I believe maybe even the president should discuss or maybe Congress should because Congress gets a lot done, right, Todd? That's, that's oh, really, they, are, they are so they're efficient. On, they're on, and they're on top of things. But we're going to have to talk about Skittles, some issues with Skittles, and I think the president and maybe even Congress should get involved. They could, might even go to the Supreme Court. Uh, it could. This one could. And so it is a lawsuit about Skittles. It, 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 yeah, I, I, would, I would venture to say that the the fate of the free world may rest in the balance. Did, did they have Skittles on January 6th? That's all I want to know. You know, okay. and, and <laughs> given, the, given the timing that we've seen in a lawsuit, 
Could Skittles have prevented COVID? I, oh, I think it, I think it could have. I believe it could have. Well, here's the other thing. Ready for this? The interesting thing about this, you wonder if President Biden has um, Skittles next to his desk, hmm. just like Reagan had the jelly beans. Jelly beans. Right. Jelly, oh, bellies, jelly yeah. bellies next to us. So who knows about that? Uh, but before we do that, we're going to get into a case or no case. And l- by the way, the last case or no case we talked about, Somehow, did we talk about Cal? Didn't you talk something about you and Donna Hunter's retirement plan? Was was the lottery? Was yeah. the lottery? And, well, and Todd was right. It was Illinois, not Iowa. So Illinois. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, here's the question. Here's the note that's very important. Yeah, Cal, it's not your retirement. You would have had a retirement had it not been from pay, playing all the money for the lottery. So, no, <laughs> hey, you know, Cal, we spent ten thousand dollars this no. month on the lottery. I'm just we bought each other one ticket, two dollars each. We figured a dream was worth four bucks, so we, took a, it, Cal. we took a shot That's at it. it it's Cal. time to play case or no case. Right, I'm going to take you now to Dun Dun Din, Florida. D U N E D I N. I don't know if it's Dun Din or Dun Din, but it is in Florida nonetheless. Where 73 year old James Ficken, F I C K E N, had a long lawn. Too long, according to the city. City regulations say 10-inch grass, no taller. Thicken was a non-resident landlord with a history of being a scofflaw, according to the city of Dunedin, or Dunedin, which he's defended his actions, and they are defending their sanctions. The records show that Thicken received 15 citations for code infractions starting in 2007. Ficken traveled to South Carolina for two weeks in July 2018 to handle his late mother's business. The man who cut his lawn at the time suddenly died. Then Ficken claimed that his lawnmower broke when he got back, and the lawn got longer and longer and longer. In a final letter, Mr. Ficken was told for every day the grass on his house and the lawn is longer than 10 inches. The city will follow five hundred dollars a day. Ficken says, no, you can't do that. City says, yes, we can. $30,000 later, Ficken goes to his attorney to see if he had a case or no case. And is it French turn first? No, it's... it's okay, Mr. Curie, what's the room? So, so Ficken goes to his attorney to see if he's got a case? Because he said the city can't charge me 500 bucks a day. Well, that's against the Constitution, Eighth Amendment, whatever he said. So I, I have a question here. Yeah. If... The city came after Ficken because, listen, listen, the city imposes this fine. Everybody's got a right to due process. So the, the question is, the city can't just come in and impose the fine without him saying, all right, I'm entitled to a hearing. You can take 30000 bucks. It's property. Can't be deprived of property without due process of law. So I'm entitled to the hearing to go through all of this. Yeah. And if, if a hearing... Ultimately, the city would be the plaintiff if he said, prove it. He lost, and he said, yeah, you, can't, you cannot do that to me. I'm going to sue you. So, so he was going to sue the, the city, city after the city came after him. And had a judgment in their favor by, by their, little, you know, their okay. little municipal court that said, ah, you can take his money. So, so here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to say this is not a case on, the, on this technicality. He did have an opportunity to contest the charge, and that was when the city came after him. And look, the city came after him. That was if he went to an attorney after a judgment had been entered, seeking to sue the city on something that he just had an opportunity to litigate. The attorney's going to say, "You had your bite at the apple. Why didn't you call me before?" Well, I, I'm, I'm sure that he was represented when he went to the okay. city. But I don't and, know and so that. this case here is just 
after that judgment, did he file another case because the judgment was rendered against him? If that's the case, I say no case. He, he's got nothing. Mr. Bruno, what do you say to all This is an absolute case, and I know it's a scenario you're thinking of, but these happen all the time, especially in Malibu, uh, our new... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know a person, Cal, that, yeah, yes, that a neighbor wrote a letter and said, uh, you've unlawfully discharged some water onto the road. Our driveway. Oh, no, it wasn't a driveway. The road. Oh, no. Unlawful discharge. It came out of the pool onto the road. And you're going to pay. Right? Devil man! Yeah, we're right (laughs) And you're going to... So what do you think about this? I think this is... uh, I think this is a case, and and they're going to lose on one ground. They being... They... I'm sorry. They, the Homeowners Association. Okay. It's excessive. It's excessive. And uh, there's no way that 500 bucks a day is... Is reasonable, and so I'm going to say a case, and the homeowners association loses. Okay, well, would you like me to tell you about it? I think. Well, in the minute and a half, no, I don't want to know yet. I don't want to know yet. Because I think I think I know this one. I I think I know this case. You know the actual case. I I know the actual case because I believe it came to prominence not too long ago because of comments that the judge made in connection with this case to. Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Dad, Mr. The Plaintiff, and the, I mean James Ficken. To James Ficken. Uh-huh. That's why I was trying to clarify. I knew that that happened, but I understand <clears throat> your question to be: After all of that, did he file another suit because he lost in that one? I say no, he didn't. That was his I think what happened is he had cows to feed, so he had to let the grass grow long. Could be it, then throw it to the cows, <laughs> and after the cows ate it. By the way, FYI, another another anecdotal. This is anecdotal uh, day. Just so you know, anecdotal day. I had someone complain when there was a little bit of a drought that our grass was growing too long. In our ranch, we have a ranch. We cut the grass for one reason. We feed the cows. Yep. Those cows love it. Well, we keep it nice. It's either you let them, and i got a big pastures. It's not enough. We we give them that grass. Well, what does hay cost to boil right now in California? Oh, right now, I paid $1,200 for 36 bales of hay. Was that a ton? About no, uh-huh. no. It's so the bale, a bale of hay is now like twenty-seven bucks. Crazy money. Twenty-six nuts. Yeah. They used to be thirteen bucks just a few years ago. Yeah, well, our kid was five bucks, and we fell over. In when we come back, we're gonna finish case or no case. Then we're gonna talk about the Beverly Hills Housewives. This is one of our talk. The answer to case or no case, Alan Howard, coming up. So don't go away. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell on your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Quack Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick Quack quick, 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 car, car Wash. Quick Quack Car Wash. Get the Quick Quack Confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the Quick Quack Habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like Quick Quack because of the mascot, Quackles. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. 
Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0427. 800-251-0427. That's 800-251-0427. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. 800-352-3308. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739. 800-710-3739. 800-710-3739. That's 800-710-3739. you pay my fee i'll take your case are Are you serious now radio law talk continues here's your host fred penny so in uh, florida the 73 year old dude is having problems mowing his lawn because he doesn't have cows to feed it to yeah big problem Todd's laughing. I don't know why it went over my head. That so. was not a metaphor. That was in reference to a literal <laughs> scenario. So the old cheerleader joke about why do they have artificial turf at certain universities to keep the cheerleaders from grazing? That's oh, not yes, the, no. It was no. Where's the where's the kid comment on that no, one? I know. Oh, it that was, is bad. It was, it was bad. I'm just yeah, that was not right. Boys are weird. Okay, tell us, Cal. All right, so here's the thing. 
Now, this guy was charged $30,000 in fines because his lawn was too long. And he told the officials at the city he didn't have thirty grand to pay the fines. So he said, you've got 15 days, and if you don't pay, we're going to foreclose upon your home and take it away wow. from you. So the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals yes. upheld the Dunedin Homeowners Group and the $30,000 fine, placing him at risk and going into foreclosure. So Ficken's lawyer said, we're not done yet. We might take this to the Supreme Court. He's going to try to get... So it's a, not over yet. He's going to, well, the 11th Court ruled in the city's favor, and they're going to try to get the Supreme Court to hear a lawn mowing. So don't you think that's a little... A yeah, but that's a little excessive. I think it's horribly excessive. I think it's excessive. I think he should be fined. I agree with that. But $30,000... has he filed the appeal yet? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so it's not over. So I don't know how we do points. Well, Todd's zero. You said no case. Well, I, I said it was no case because did he seek... My thought was, did he seek to sue them after... The judgment came out against him. Well, no, he didn't seek to sue them. He didn't go to his attorney and say, "What can we sue them because now they want me to owe thirty thousand bucks?" He appealed the case that I said was a case, which was the original one. So I don't know how we. Sounds like points, this but... sounds like Princess Bride right now. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Like, are you the are you the uh, from Greece? Are you the guy from Greece or what? Give, give me. The, give, what? Go ahead and give me no points. I'm just going to. How many do I get? I, I'm going to have to. I, what did what I you say? I said it's a case, but that the he the homeowners lose, but we don't know yet. It's so still I, in the so air. it's going to be it's, a one it's, and a half. It's a case, but it's pending. We don't know. So, so, so as currently constituted, the homeowners association won. So I'm going to do one point for right. you. And now, if it goes to the Supreme Court, Fred, you'll get a bonus of two points. Okay. <laughs> So we're going to hold on to the Supreme Court so I can get an extra point. If they All right. Just remember, this is case or no case, not case and appeal or no appeal. I don't know. Oh, all right. Okay. I, I could have I done a better job there. But anyway, it was Next just, hour. It was too interesting a case so, to me. So. Next hour, Cal. What? Yeah, next hour we're going to talk about Kendra Fa'ala'ami. Her family moved her from Samoa. Oh. Her father died, left her a house, and she said, how come I just can't just take the house? That's wow. next hour on Case or No Case. Nice. I, you know what? That's the reason we live and survive is Case or No Case. That is the whole reason. <laughs> well, I'd say it's fun. Anyway, it's anecdotal day, right? Is it, Cal? I think it is. That's what you're telling me. Is, yeah, is that, I, You know what's sad? As I had a... A lawyer that worked for my firm. That is our yeah. yes. His name's Jonathan Schnell, wonderful guy. Just loved him to death. And he moved back home to Wyoming, a little town called Saratoga something, Wyoming, and uh, went to call him up because uh, a something came up, a case came up because of a, uh, that was kind of funny that, that, that popped out. And, and he, he, everything's disconnected. I looked him up and he died. Uh, oh, no. Uh, yeah, he just died in 2020. I believe it looked like COVID. It sounded like COVID. Was he a young man? Uh, he was uh, like late 40s. Um, very heavy smoker, but that's maybe the reason. But it was. It seemed like, but uh, so uh, shout out to my old friend, uh, Jonathan Schnell. Wonderful lawyer, smart lawyer, uh, especially when it came to, uh, he did a lot of uh, wonderful things with government entity work. So oh. he was really good at that. Well, rest in peace. Jonathan. Rest in peace, buddy. All right, back to Erica Jane. Erica Jane is married to Tom Girardi. It's interesting. 
she hasn't divorced him, she said yet, because of all the financial things that are going on, but she doesn't want to have to pay him alimony. This was at one time one of the richest lawyers in the United States, especially in California, um, had hit some big cases, especially the one Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, the Aaron Brockovich. Sounds familiar? Yeah, yeah, that's that was based upon him. And apparently he was not uh, doing the right thing when it came to his uh, trust uh, trust fund and, and uh, taking the client's money. And so, by the way, the California State Bar came out with new tighter rules and regulations because of him. Yep. And so it, it's really interesting how things change. Now, what is tell, – tell us what she does, Todd. You're more into this than I am. Who is Erica Jane and what is it that makes her so popular? Well, Erica Jane was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I believe she also had – um, uh, other companies, businesses that – well, the, I, the idea here was she had other businesses that she was trying to get going. The problem is it didn't make any money. And and so all the money that she is claiming that she received from Tom Girardi historically and all the other legal finaglings that have, been gone, that have gone on, she was claiming, look, that was Tom Girardi investing in my business interests that weren't really paying off. They weren't gifts to me. I wasn't – uh, making money along with him and then using it for my own uh, gratification or whatever. Th- these were business investments of Girardi into my businesses. Well, she just went to Hawaii. 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 And, and on her way back, got back, was it the baggage claim? And a person comes over and says, Hi, I need to serve you with these doggies. Just off the plane from Hawaii. Someone knew she was. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's not hard when she's probably posting on social media where she's going. They know she's going to be back. So they meet her there. They serve her with uh, documents. She's being sued for $50 million among them. The allegations racketeering, essentially claiming that the law firm was a criminal enterprise and she was part of that criminal enterprise by driving business to the firm. Not only that, but she was getting monies from her husband for her businesses is what the claim is. That's right. Therefore, that's money that is owed to them. She's claiming she has nothing to do with it. We'll be back after this. Maybe touch on this, then move on to a couple more cases. More Radio Law Talk is coming up right here on your favorite local radio station and live on RadioLawTalk.com. We'll be back. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call one 877 886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. 
If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. My name is Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I've assembled an excellent team of highly experienced personal injury trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. At Penny & Associates, we will aggressively represent you and your family when someone has been injured in an accident. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. For a free initial consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or call 1-800-616-4LAW and ask for Frederick, Stewart, Rob, Kevin, Kent, or Will. That's Frederick Penny at Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers, 1-800-616-4LAW. For law. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Who told you that? Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. We're talking about Erica Jane, but I want to move on and talk about something that's related to Erica Jane also. But she is still, she was mentioning that she's still uh, married to her husband. And by the way, she she said she's not going to divorce him because of his financial woes. He's probably going to ask for alimony. They are legally separated and says she's moving on. But she, just so you know, everybody, innocent until proven guilty. We say that on Radio Law Talk. We say that constantly with this uh, modern-day social media and Internet. It's, it's often people are found guilty before even getting their day in court. We've not, we, we can't do that. We can't do that. We've got to remember these are all allegations, pure allegations. And so she says she feels terrible about it, and then that's not her. She had nothing to do with it. Um, that's season 11 reunion of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hill. And that's October 2021. She said, I hope uh, uh, what Tom, the allegations, what her husband has done is not true. And that's what she's hoping. Yeah, it's interesting because it, I guess it raises the question. If, you, if somebody is married to a lawyer who's running a law firm, and, and obviously um, if the lawyer brings home money and has a lifestyle with a big car and a big house and everything and it's very it's a lavish lifestyle and then it later finds out that the lawyer is unscrupulous doing things that they shouldn't be doing with the money and all that is the spouse liable for the for the lawyer's actions where do you draw the line between the actions of somebody and the benefit that those actions has to people that well, the lawyer supports the benefit should not they're, no, they're not, they're not guilty for receiving the benefit, but I think what they're saying here is she was actively involved in taking that money with knowledge of what he was doing, and instead of you know him using it, quote, putting it into her businesses, this is the allegation, I believe, yeah, yeah. put it in the businesses and kind of laundering the money that way. I mean, 
and I think she is a, I think a critical, a critical thing, excuse me, is a knowing beneficiary. Did she know that money was coming from him out of that client's account? If she didn't, don't you think she's insulated slightly? And, and I think she is. For my two cents, I would think if I was Tom Girardi, and I'm not, obviously, and, and, I ha- and my spouse was on TV and was a celebrity and, you know, on these shows, they always have the talking points. And I, I keep going back to the, uh, to the idea that the best way for three people to keep a secret is if two of them are dead. And, and I think that for Girardi, if he is giving this money to Erica Jane, it's in his best interest to not tell her where it came from. Because loose lips sink ships. You never know if she's going to say something. So why tell her, okay, I'm, I'm investing 50000 into your business or 100000 or a million dollars. Where are you but, getting the money from? Oh, then don't tell anybody. Well, I, took it out of the client, I took it out of the client trust fund. No, oh. he's going to be, look, I'm rich. I make a lot of money as a lawyer. Don't ask. Here's the cash. Yeah, uh, I, I believe that's so. more, more than what happened, to be honest. But yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? She would have to be involved in the firm because the firm has attorney-client privilege issues. The firm has a trust fund that you have to be very careful with. You know, like we have accounting department that watches it, and, and so does the state bar watches this trust fund. Yeah, so, so the allegation, the big one that that's concerning on both sides of the coin is the government's trying to – or the, the plaintiff here is trying to put liability on Erica Jane because in addition to receiving the money, she was also driving business to the law firm. I mean, by way of what? And it's it's like, well, what spouse wouldn't say, you know, my my husband's a pretty darn good lawyer. You should go to him. And if they're in big circles and people see that, but now you're getting liability as a spouse because you're referring business to your husband's law firm. I'm not saying that what Tom Girardi did is right. And believe me, if, if it's later proven that Erica Jane was in the thick of it and knew everything that was going on, absolutely. But... The concern I have is the slippery slope on filing the lawsuit. And Does that mean the friend that uh, has referred him a few cases is going to be liable for uh, a lawsuit because well, they helped, helped build his firm by referring the case? Ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see the circuitous theory. She refers people to his law firm. He makes money. She benefits from that money coming back. Bull. They're, I'm, I'm just yeah. telling you that's probably what they're thinking. Well, about how many crazy. people refer me cases? Oh, a lot of people. Cal, you. I have, Does I have, that mean, yeah. Cal, you're going to be liable if I do anything wrong? And, and, of course not. not and here's, here's the thing, Cal. Not. The scenario that you just set up, there is nothing wrong with that. She's married to him. She refers money. She refers people there. It goes to him. They, he gets a judgment, and then he invests back in her. It would, uh, in her businesses, it would only be a problem if she knew that the investment being made was from a trust fund using money that should have gone to the client based upon settlement. From a case that she referred to him, in my opinion, have to be pretty direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty direct. I yeah. think I the point is, is who knows what she's, what, how she's involved. Now, it, now there's also privileges though that uh, a spouse was her spousal privileges when it comes to. Criminal, you know that you're the criminal lawyer. Well, yeah, there's there's, there's the spouse. A, a spouse can't be forced to testify against their other spouse, so absent certain exceptions. Um, I mean, it, it's a privilege that can be waived. I guess the question here is, who holds the privilege when it comes to spousal privilege? So, if if I'm married and I'm not, if I'm married and my spouse has information the government wants to talk to my spouse about 
things that I have done, I'm the one that holds the privilege. I can block that from happening. And my spouse has that to keep me from talking to her or talking about her. So if Erica Jane is the one being sued, if they're going to go to Girardi, and I don't think Girardi's going to make any statements, but Jane holds a privilege there. Yeah, so. not, not his best interest to make much statement, is it? You know, it's interesting. It's not as big of news, but there is the housewife, uh, Housewives of Salt Lake City that is actually pretty popular, and Jen Shaw is also a well-known, uh, at least in some circles. I know a lot of people that watch this show, huh. and um, she's in trouble uh, now for being – she has a telemarketing company that they're trying to say that is the government, and she's been indicted and arrested. And the allegations, again, allegations are that she's uh, illegally in some way selling uh, people's information uh, without their permission or illegally, which all that stuff I don't understand. But uh, and, and, and apparently receiving money or investments from people in order to invest in some – businesses so i that that just came up but i remember watching it while i was on vacation which is rare and i watched this thing and they interviewed her and, and i it was, i kind of got caught up in it a little bit i'm and surprised they didn't get her for being multi-level being from salt lake but no. i don't know maybe, <laughs> that's an old joke I'm sorry. But, but yeah i know what you're talking about in other words just selling something okay right. but but what's interesting is this has got everyone involved this has got you know the manhattan u.s attorney's uh, office. They've got the uh, look. They've got uh, the, the federal government involved. But these allegations, alleged alleged crime, is uh, that basically uh, I'm, I'm reading exactly the business opportunities uh, that they they had these business opportunities had people invest in it and 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 their fraudulent schemes is what they're claiming. The government's claiming. So they've arrested her, and I don't know if she's out on bail. Uh, but but she's saying this is absolutely not true, and this actually is not new. This started in 2012, apparently in the investigation. Wow. So and she said she's humiliated, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So now where, where she where Shaw really got in trouble? There's somebody somebody had mentioned um, I don't know something about multi-level marketing or from Utah because a lot of uh, these multi-level marketing companies start out in Utah. Bring from there, yes. There, there's a, there's a, a very interesting distinction between legal activities and illegal activities when it comes to this. And it, it refers to this idea of endless chain marketing. And in California, I think it's like, I want to say it's Penal Code Section 356, something like that, that's the endless chain marketing scheme that makes it illegal. And, and the key distinction, as I understand it, is this. If you're selling a good or a service, you're probably okay. But if what you're selling is a business opportunity, you're selling the business opportunity to, to, to invest and then encouraging others to invest in a business opportunity below them, and nobody's actually selling a product, that's where you start to run afoul of the law. And the allegation here, as I'm reading from the uh, Department of Justice website, is that Shaw was selling a business opportunity and was then marketing the list to other people so that they could target the folks that declined the business opportunity to maybe accept it from people that were in the downline. But it was only business opportunities that were being sold. Well, that's where you get into trouble because nobody's actually selling a good or service at that point. All they're selling is the hope of being able to make money by being in business, but 
no commerce is taking place. Mm-hmm. And that, and and then going on television and talking about it. She's pled so. not guilty, so we'll see what happens when we come back. I'm Frederick Penny, your host with Cal Hunter and Todd Cunin. Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing, to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-721-4869. 800-721-4869. That's 800-721-4869. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Med. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, Call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560. 800 Co-pays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560. That's 800-251-7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that 
that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. no fun. How did that happen? It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host, Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. So we're back, uh, and we hate to just keep beating a dead horse, but uh, we're talking about the Shaw case, and the trial date is actually set for July 18th. It's probably still going on. It's supposed to last five weeks. We haven't followed up on it, but we'll look into that. But Todd, you had a comment about this one in Salt Lake about the supposed alleged, you know, uh, scheme of, number one, getting people's lists and sending them out, right, and using them. Yeah, and, and, and just and, go ahead. Just to update on the uh, on the Jennifer Shaw, she actually did enter a plea prior to trial. So she, she entered a plea prior to trial as the trial date was advancing, and so she has pled guilty. Oh, did and, she plead? And, I thought she pled not guilty. And has, uh, has sentencing coming up, but, oh, but which, which often I happens. That. That, I mean, the number of times that, the, I don't know if you notice this, if you see this in personal injury, but oftentimes, I mean, you can negotiate, and a lot of things are negotiated resolutions shy of trial, but sometimes the best way to get a resolution, set a trial date. Because <laughs> the closer that date comes, right. the uh, the closer that somebody. It's it's easy to think, oh yeah, we can win this and we can do that, and this abstract thought about you know we don't know what the trial date is, but I could do this, I could do that, and everything would be fine. And and then and then the day comes, and you start getting nervous, and the certainty of knowing the outcome. Sometimes people take that the plea deal, or they resolve their personal injury case, but. Yes. You know, one of the things in this case, and the reason why the government went after Shaw, is because of the age group that a lot of the victims fell in. They were the elderly, and so here you've got here you've got a uh, a telemarketing scheme going targeting people fifty five, sixty five, and older, and the the thing that you're selling is a business opportunity. And you ask yourself. What 65, 75, what elderly person is like thinking, yeah, you know what? I want to start a turnkey business. And and taking advantage of those folks, and a lot of them are on fixed incomes, and they can't go back and make that money back elsewhere because they still have 20 years of career left, right? And so because of that, the government really looks at anything that might be targeting the elderly with, a, with an especially um, – Stringent eye, if you will, and you know we've been talking about the Stan Lee case and all all the first hour and saying we're going to get to that, and I think that dovetails nicely into mm-hmm. the Stan Lee case because again, it the lawsuit that was recently uh, the subject of the story had a lot to do with what was claimed to be elder abuse, taking advantage of Stan Lee because of his advanced age. Well, who's Stan Lee? Tell him who Stan Lee is. So if you've seen any of the Marvel movies, well, Stan Lee was the guy 
who thought up all those characters and created it. I mean, Spider-Man, I remember seeing a, uh, uh, an interview with Stan Lee where he pitched the idea of Spider-Man. We always talk. He says, we, I went to my producer uh, or went to the editor of the newspaper that I was drawing for, and I said, you know, we always have these superheroes with all of these you know, complex problems and things they're dealing with. What if we created one about a kid, just a teenager that had normal teenage problems but was always out, you know, fighting crime, a little pimply-faced kid, but he was still fighting crime because he had superpowers, and the editor was like, nah, I mean, that's ridiculous. That'll never fly. Well, he made a reference to it in one of the as a minor character in one of the other publications, and it took off like wildfire. And now the editor's like, hey, I had this great idea. <laughs> and that's how Spider-Man started. But, but Stan Lee created all of them. And in fact, if you look at most of the Marvel movies prior to his death, Stan Lee had cameos in all of them. He was in all of the Marvel movies. Well, uh, unfortunately, he, he died. And then there was, as often happens... Fighting over the estate. One and daughter. He only has one daughter. His yeah. wife pre-deceased. Pre, uh, pre 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 yeah. So she passed away. The daughter, JC, is still alive, and she's the only heir. And now what's going on here is kind of it's it's kind of a little mess. Apparently, he's claiming there was lawsuits pri- right prior to him dying. He was in his, I think, 84 when he died, approx- approximately yeah. 84. And, you know, that his management stole from him. There's one of his managers, the Oliveras, uh, Mr. Oliveras, by the way, a florist turned publicist. I mean, come on, guy. You got a florist is now your publicist. And his, and his senior <laughs> advisor. And he had power of attorney over Lee uh, after his wife's death. Well, now he's being um, prosecuted by the uh, government for, uh, according to the complaint, uh, so he goes in and fires this this Oliveras, fires Stanley's banker of twenty six years, mm-hmm. fires his lawyer because don't forget he has the power of attorney, and transfers about four point six million out of Stanley's bank account, and then um, appoints a new lawyer, a friend of his by the name of Livtack. Yep. Now what's happened is Livtack is now being sued for malpractice by apparently the estate now. Um, that sounds like kind of a conflict of interest there. I don't wow. know. That's what they're trying to claim. It does. Here's something to keep in mind about, about elder abuse. Now, when you hear the term abuse, uh, we often think, especially on the heels of the Johnny Depp trial, you think of physical abuse, somebody hitting somebody else, and then it can also get into emotional and verbal abuse. But the elder abuse statutes in the state of California, that would have the jurisdiction here. Elder abuse is a little more broadly defined. It it applies to any victim, age 65 or over, and it obviously it applies to anything that might be assaultive, but it also applies to financial misdealings or crimes where the victim is 65 or older. That prosecution falls under the umbrella of an elder abuse statute, and here's a common scenario. I mean, not necessarily Stan Lee's scenario, but, but similar. Somebody needs an in-home health care worker. The hospice worker goes in and, and helps out. And, you know, about a month or two in, the neighbors don't see the person outside as much anymore fixing or tending to the flowers. The hospice worker has them inside. I said, well, they fell. She's, there's always an excuse for that person not being out in public. And then you find out that 
how did the hospice worker's name get on the bank account and, and, on the, house and the house title and yeah, all of that? Right, right. Those are telltale signs of elder abuse that can happen. Unfortunately, sometimes people get falsely accused of elder abuse. The, the kindly person from the church that goes and visits all the time, and then and a family never visits the, older, the elderly person. But the person from the church or the community goes and visits, and, you know, the older individual dies, they leave something to that person, and then the family comes out of the woodwork and says, ah, oh, she was being manipulated. So let me bring something up. I want to make sure it's very important. Mr. Oliveras is not being prosecuted. That was the lawsuit between the daughter, J.C., and Oliveras. They sued, uh, they sued, and they've settled their lawsuit. Again, Oliveras was not prosecuted by uh, the D- uh, DAs, but the Los Angeles... District attorney is pursuing a case against a case against Lee's former business manager, Kia Morgan. So he's charged with the, uh, theft, embezzlement, and fraud, and false imprisonment. It is so confusing. There are so many things going on with this estate. It's you can't keep track. So and I, and look, I noted him on my notes. What a mess! Yeah, <laughs> what a mess. I mean, so the answer is again, Oliveras settled his suit with. Uh, uh, the daughter, J.C., he is not being indicted in any way. But what's otherwise? But, right? If you have old parents, yeah. elderly parents, you've Be got careful. to keep involved in their affairs and make sure that you know what's going on and that right. uh, there are people taking advantage, it, it seems right. like. So, it, interesting thing in the state of California, and I hope other jurisdictions as well, financial institutions are mandated reporters. So if if the elderly person is brought in and the healthcare worker is saying, oh, by the way, I have this power of attorney, and will you sign over this bank account and the note and everything, the health, the the uh, financial institution, as a mandated reporter, has an obligation to put on the brakes, call the authorities to have that investigated as possible elder abuse. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of interesting. What's going on Tough there? Case, We've got yeah. The most important thing, Kat, we have enough time to talk about the the absolute, very very troubling. Skittles lawsuit, and you know what? I want to do a teaser, Cal. Yes. Should we tease that? I think we should, yes, Uh, because the question is, can you get a sunburn once you consume Skittles? Oh, I can get fat (laughs) once I consume Skittles. By the way, the sour Skittles are pretty good, too. Oh, they're so delicious. Oh, my gosh. Let's all think about Skittles during this hour, and we'll come back hour three, talk about Skittles, do another case or no case. We've got a lot more where that came from, a whole bunch of fun, interesting legal issues and lawsuits. Last hour of Radio Law Talk is coming right up right here, either on RadioLawTalk.com or on many local radio stations. And if they stop carrying the show after an hour, do just flip over to RadioLawTalk.com. You can listen live there free. We'll be back very shortly, six minutes after the hour. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
Justice is responsible for the content of this ad. Attention Marines, personnel of any branch of the armed forces, and their families stationed at Camp Lejeune and contractors who worked at Camp Lejeune. Were you present at Camp Lejeune for 30 days or longer between August 1953 and December of 1987? For 34 years, those on Camp Lejeune were exposed to contaminated drinking water, resulting in devastating injuries, including several forms of cancer, adverse birth outcomes, Parkinson's disease, and more. Until now, the laws have prevented victims from getting justice, but passage of the Camp Lejeune Justice Act of 2022 would allow victims to seek compensation for illnesses and injuries linked to the toxic water. If you or a loved one got sick after exposure to contaminated drinking water at Camp Lejeune, you need the right legal team that has the experience, support staff, and resources to seek the maximum compensation for your injuries. Call now for a free consultation and case review. Call 800-832-9166. That's 800-832-9166. Again, that's 800-832-9166. 